0: Welcome back to Can You Believe This? The weekly podcast that brings you humorous interviews with fictional but fascinating people while exploring all manner of topics. Sit back and enjoy. And as always, please leave your feedback along with any great ideas of your own on my Facebook page at facebook.ca forward slash podcast 1955. You can also send me your emails at comments at canyoubelievethis.com. First, we'll have a look at how airlines grade their pilots. We have Bill Johnson on the line today. Bill is a pilot and holds the singular distinction of being the worst airline pilot in North America. How are you today, Bill?
1: Just fine. It's a beautiful day up here. We are at 30,000 feet and it's sunny and clear. Should you be on the phone, Bill? Bill? Well, not really, but the captain is taking a comfort break. I think we have a few minutes. What are you flying today? The company just bought an Airbus A380. She's a beauty. A double-deck wide body. She can hold up to 853 souls. Just 300 on board today.
0: Now, Bill, how did you get to be the worst pilot in North America?
1: Well, there's kind of a jamboree every year, and every airline sends its worst pilots to participate. This year, the event was held in Dearborn, Michigan. Not a lot of people here, so the powers that be thought a less populous area would be a good idea, especially after last year. What about last year? Well, I didn't come in first. Alan Bates won last year when he lost his way trying to land at LAX and ran out of fuel over Phoenix. I hear it's going to be one heck of a Mayday episode. With Alan unable to participate this year, I guess I had a much better chance of winning.
0: Bill, how do you get selected to compete in the Jamboree?
1: The rules are pretty simple, really. It all works on a point system, and it's standardized across all airlines flying in North America. There are 5 points for every near-miss, 4 points for straying from your flight plan, 3 points for a score of 50% or less on your yearly pilot aptitude test, Two points for falling asleep, and a single point for every time you misunderstood the aircraft controller. I racked up 137 points last year. No one got in this year with less than 50 points. Describe to us how you won this year. Did you have a strategy in mind? Not really. Nothing I really prepared for. I just relied on my piloting skills and let the chips fall where they may. Although I did lose an eye last year, so my depth perception is not all that good. It was probably the hard landings that set me apart from my fellow competitors.
0: Your airline still lets you fly?
1: Well, there have been some repercussions since the jamboree. How's that? Nowadays, I'm a substitute pilot and on call a lot. I have to be ready to fly if the company cannot find anyone else to pilot the flight. Fortunately, with my seniority, I get called to fly pretty often.
0: What's that noise, Bill? Pull up terrain,
1: terrain. Pull up terrain,
0: terrain. Bill, do you hear me? Well, with any luck, we'll check back on Bill at a later time. Next, we'll get an update on a new TV series. Now, as our listeners know, we keep a close eye on the entertainment industry and bring you some of the latest developments. Dave Ringman, our global entertainment editor, is with us again today. Welcome, Dave. It's been a while. It has, Peter. Now, there's a new police drama in production, and I hear it has a star-studded
2: cast. Everyone is waiting on this one, Peter. It's a big-budget TV program with a lot on the line for the producers. People are already comparing it to icons like Sleazy in Seattle and Murder My Mother-in-Law.
0: Do you really think that this new show could reach
2: those heights? Well, I think so. I've had the benefit of seeing some early clips and a couple of scripts, I know that the execs have tested the storyline on a number of focus groups and feel certain that this show is the next big thing.
0: Now, you've got me really interested, Dave.
2: What can you share with our listeners? The show is set in San Francisco. The city has a budget crisis, and the new mayor has a bone to pick with the police department. As a young man, he failed his cadet entrance exam, and he's held a grudge ever since. Go on, Dave. To save money, the mayor cuts hundreds of thousands of dollars from the police budget. Enough money to ensure that the force could no longer work out of their designated office space. The decision is taken to move offices to the only space left, the bathrooms. So that's how they got the name. You bet. The squat room. Forced to work out of individual cubicles, officers find unique ways to solve crimes, their desks reduced to the size of TV tables, cell phones but no computers, and some genuinely unique ways to store files. Of course, officers have more privacy. I heard some talk that one of the co-stars threatened to walk off the set. That's true. He felt he should have a bigger stall. How have they handled gender issues? Well, of course, female officers have their own squat room. But I hear that there's a crossover episode in the works. Thanks, Dave. It's
0: great for our listeners to get an inside look at this exciting new show. As always, thanks for your intrepid report. Of course, Peter. This concludes today's show, If you liked it, tell everyone, you know, come back next week for some more great interviews.